Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast for the love of books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian, and this episode is the final one of the ones that we had planned for the main part of the podcast um, in this current season. Uh, but don't worry, we're not going away for too long. And also the Bees Books edition episodes will continue on as well. So you'll at least have one of those next week and the every kind of couple of weeks from that as well until we get the main podcast back up and running again after a short break. And for the final final episode of this current season, we have got an interview with a local author, Owen Mullen. Owen Mullen is a predominantly crime writer, writes some thrillers as well, and he's been a very successful author to this point, and his debut novel, um, The Games That People Play, was longlisted for Bloody Scotland's very prestigious McIlvany Crime Book of the Year when it first came out in 2017, and also his Delaney series has been has been picked up as well as being part of the Sunday Times Crime Club and things like that too, so he has had a lot of great success so far his career and he has got a new book out this month called three sisters and it is a fantastic read i've had the chance to catch that a little bit early before it's released and it's definitely worth picking up when you get a chance so let's find out all a little bit more about own from himself and his writing and also the new book three sisters too so here we are So, Owen, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for coming along to chat to me today. Um, some of our listeners might hopefully recognise your name as well because you have been a quite a good friend to North Lancashire in recent years. Um, I might think you've got a bit of a connection to the local area as well. Is that right? I do, I, I do Chris. Uh, nice to see you. Good to be here. I'm a local boy. I was born in Court Ridge, went to school here. My friends were here, grew up here. Um when I get into a band, my, my, actually my first, one of my very first gigs was in the Carnegie Library in Academy Street in Cold Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so some people, some people uh, practice in, for, for 50 years, 30 years to get to Carnegie Hall. And here I did it, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> I'm a local boy. My, my dad was a provost in, of the town in 1960, in 1960, 64 to 67. So really, uh, all my connections are here, and we lived abroad for years. We lived different places, uh, South Lanarkshire, London. And we lived abroad there for a long time, and we were coming back. Uh, we were lucky we just found the right house here, and uh, honestly, it's great to be back. People have said to me quite often, oh, you've left the sun, you've left the Mediterranean. Honestly, um, we had a great time there, um, and we're having a great time now. And, Really, really appreciate it. It's nice to have a family close. Uh, yeah. The weather doesn't affect us all that much. And we're Coatbridge is geographically really a great place. You're into Glasgow or Edinburgh, motorways to go anywhere else. So, yeah, uh, yeah really enjoying being back. Yeah, it, it's quite a central location for, for pretty much the whole Scotland, pretty much, isn't it? And, um, and, like I say, I think sometimes where you, you you experience those things, kind of like kind of living abroad for a while and things like that sort of stuff. And but you kind of always yeah, there's always that kind of home home feeling of, of being back in Scotland, I think, and stuff like that. And well, yeah, Scotland, was always, Scotland was always home. Um, that's just how we both felt about it. Uh, I think maybe we didn't appreciate it quite as much when we stayed 
could hear it first. It was if we say to now, and that's not to say it's perfect. Nowhere is, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying, really enjoying the bike, Chris. Fantastic. And like I say, you've you've kind of been done things for for Northlanter Libraries over the the last few years. You, you did event an event as well at, at Cobridge Library at one point, and you've donated some of your books to us in the past. Is supporting libraries something you've always been thought was quite an important thing to do as a, as an author? I think it's a natural thing to do. Um, the truth is, uh, I believe that uh, if it hadn't been for libraries, I probably would never become a writer. Um, yeah. The library we were speaking about there just before we started the podcast, uh, Coatbridge Library, the one, the original one in Academy Street, the big old building that's been there for God knows how long. I used yeah. to go there when I was a teenager and, uh, you know, stroll through, pick up books, read. I remember reading Wilkie Collins. And, and at that time, the house I was brought up in, uh, they were interested in politics, but there weren't a whole lot of books around. So if you wanted a book in those days, you went to the library. Um, no, of course, it was great for finding out stuff. The library back then was no internet, no Google, none of that stuff. So yeah. that's where you, if you wanted to find out stuff. So when I later on when I became a writer, someone who, who actually produced books, uh, it seemed like a no-brainer to make a contribution back. And I don't not because I'm a good Samaritan, it just seemed like a natural thing to do. And of course, we have given some books to Cobridge Libraries, North Lancashire Libraries, various yeah. other ones uh, in Scotland, actually. Um, yeah. and, and, of course, it's not all um, uh, philanthropic. It, it does give me the opportunity as a writer to reach a bigger audience. So they read this book, yeah. maybe they'll go and buy something sometime and keep keep the ball rolling, you know. But, yeah, it's a no-brainer. And, of course, in these times, you know, library, libraries are well down the list, I guess, when it comes to resources from government and things like that. They're underappreciated, so I think anything you can do to help them is actually a good idea. Yeah, well, it's very much appreciated that you, you donated your books recently to us, and hopefully some of our readers have had a, a chance to kind of enjoy those. And and, and the, any who have will have discovered that you are predominantly pretty much like a crime writer. Um, and today, I think, I make it you've had about, about 12 books out today, I think, is, it? is that right? I've actually, yeah, I've got 12 books, the next one's the 13th, 13th yep. book. And you've got one coming out just uh, that, that was coming out later this month, isn't it? And that's quite prolific writing. Um, so do you always find it quite um, easy to come up with the idea and get it down on the page and, and, and get the story out, out there? I know I don't I don't think it's easy. Um, some ideas come easy more easily than others. I've no idea where they come from. My wife Christine is very involved in the whole process of it, and she's a a constant font of ideas and things like that she's also never i, I said to her she has never made a thought she can't resolve so uh when, when i'm saying this isn't working she says of course it's working you're making it up for that kind of stuff um, <laughs> but um no they, they, they come from the, the difficulty the difficulty in writing is that um writing fiction is truth doesn't have to be believable but fiction does I mean, the yeah. truth is the truth. It can be as fantastical as it likes. But when you're writing something, it's got to. There is, of course, there's a natural uh, suspension of belief because it is fiction. But um, I try to keep my books as uh, real as it can be. And the reason I wanted to write in Scotland is because, well, of course, I know Scotland. Three of the books, three of the books, the Charlie Cameron books, are set in Glasgow. Another couple. 
uh, are set in, just in Scotland. Uh, the, the new one, Three Sisters, if I can just give it a vlog, Three Sisters, which is <laughs> 26th of July is set in Glasgow and then further up north in Lochmora. We went up there for a few days to do some some research on it. Fantastic stuff. So, but yeah, uh, the ideas are there are always ideas. It's then what you do with them that with, yeah. can you make them work? Yeah, and we normally can. Normally, we yeah. can. We, I hope we can. And does Christine have much of an input into that? <laughs> Christine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, I, I was crediting libraries. I wouldn't be a writer without libraries. I wouldn't be a writer without, without Christine. And many times, <laughs> times I've said, no, 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 I've had enough of all that stuff. And she said, no, what's the problem? What's, what's, what we do is we have a process. You know, we, we sit down, we have a cup of coffee and we chat about the book from the basic, from the kernel idea. And where would that go? And what would that mean? And, you know, three sisters, I'll tell you about it later, but three sisters, often books start out to be something else. And yeah. you know, some people with Stephen King, uh, and yes, I do wish I had his money, but <laughs> some people with Stephen King just writes and see what happens. Now, if I did that, I would never produce anything. I'd like to know where I'm where I'm going. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes I do lose heart, I do lose the faith and thinking ah, this isn't going to work and Christine comes in and apart from anything else she's always got great ideas for what could happen and and like uh, the plagiarist that I unashamedly am I just say that's a great idea uh, that's in the book yeah and that, that's really interesting you say about because because I think um, from having talked to various authors I think every author I think has a different kind of way of doing things and, and like a different process like say some just kind of write and see where it goes some have to kind of literally kind of plan it out and and kind of put it really kind of in place and stuff like that so it's good I, I always find it quite interesting to see how how the uh, different authors kind of approach the writing kind of different ways it's yeah. very interesting and there is, there is no uh, right or wrong way, you know, to whatever, well, works, whatever works for the book. Yeah, as long as you come up with a book at the end of it, I suppose that, that how you get there is the, doesn't really matter too much. <laughs> so now, you do have quite a few different series of books as well, as you, as you kind of touched on. You've got the, the, the P.I. Charlie Cameron books and Mackenzie Darach books and, and the Glass family ones as well. Do, do you think you'll go back to them and write any more about those characters going forward? Well, the problem, we have ideas for all those, um, for all of them. The problem is time. A book isn't something, obviously, you just say, right, I'm going to walk off next weekend and write a book, or even next week. And I tend not to write quickly. Some people can churn it out. I I tend not to be able to do that. So it takes time. So you've then got to think, uh, what can I possibly do? I would like to do all of them again because I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed Cat Charlie. I enjoyed writing The Glass Family. I think my favourite book was a one-off book, the very first book I wrote. I got into writing to see if I could do it. I didn't know. I woke up one day and said to Chris, said to Christine, I think I'll write a book. And she said, well, are you sure about that? And I had no idea where it was involved. I had no idea about what market I should be in. And I wrote a book set in Pakistan called Out of the Silence. And that's still, I think, still my favourite book um, because it was a great voyage of discovery there. Can I do it? And it turned out, it turned out that I could do it. Um, yeah. I'm actually it's sitting over on the shelf here. I must get back to reading it sometime. 
Yeah, and I was I was actually going to ask you as well, but what, did you have a kind of favourite series of of your own books, or is that is that something like kind of try to kind of pick who your favourite child is and, and that kind of thing? Is it is it too hard well, to choose? All my babies are beautiful, of course, and and there are <laughs> parts of different books that are really like, you know, there'll be a there's a scene in one of the third Charlie Cameron books where Charlie's looking down. Um, Buchanan Street and the snow's falling, it's New Year's Eve and the shops are closing and he waxes what they call about Glasgow and Scotland and New Year and Ravi Burns and I really just like that a little bit or there'll be a piece in the Glass family because I stayed in London for years, different pieces in the Glass family with different locations that really appeal to me and I like those bits particularly Um, overall, overall I'm trying to do a very simple thing, I'm trying to write a book that I would want to read yeah Um, and, and and I'm not I'm not a deep person at all. I'm not an intellectual type at all. I'm pretty pretty deep down shallow, if you know what I mean, Chris. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm just really trying to raise something to entertain. To entertain is the first and the last answer. That's the whole of it. Yeah, that's and probably that's I think it's probably the best way to do it because if you if it's something that you you're going to enjoy, then you're probably going to find it a bit more. Um, easier to, to kind of put together, I think, uh, as well. It must kind of, kind of help from that side of things if it's something that you, that you find it interesting does. yourself. Um, and some of your books have had quite a bit of critical acclaim to this point, um, with the likes of uh, games people play being long listed for the McIlvany Book Prize and things like that. That must be quite um, kind of satisfying to kind of get that sort of recognition and sort of almost like kind of. Um, approval that you're kind of you're doing the right thing whenever you're, you're kind of writing well I, I absolutely games people play was my first published book um and i the publisher had sent it to i submitted it to uh buddy scotland and we were out one afternoon and we come back home uh and there was a message for me to co- contact someone and i jokingly said that was buddy scotland <laughs> Tell me games people play has been long listed. And it was. <laughs> um, on the day, on the day we, we, we flew back to Scotland and in actual fact, it was a very busy week. I did a TV uh, on v- BBC in the Wednesday. I did uh, Waterstones in Suggy Hall Street on the Thursday, Body Scotland on the Friday, Coatbridge Library on the Monday. So uh, it was a really good period that I, I really did enjoy it. And of course, when you're at Body Scotland, you're with all these uh, very, very well-known people like Balma yeah. Dell and Ian Rankin, and you suddenly you're in this kind of company uh, with your first published book. It's really, yeah, it was a it was a thrill, no doubt about it. Yeah, and it must have felt must have been quite a, a good experience. And like I say, I mean, Body Scotland is such a, a massive crime festival these days. So to be to be kind of part of that, uh, especially for your kind of first published book, must have been quite a, a very kind of special thing to be involved. It was. Great fun, yeah. great fun. Yeah, that's great. Now let's go on to your new book a little bit. Um, as a standalone, is that right? It's not part yeah, of. Yeah, as a standalone. Um, and it's coming out at the end of this month. It's called Three Sisters, like you mentioned earlier on. Um, I've, uh, the first thing I noticed with it when when you sent me a, a copy of it is you've got a slight bit of a name change on it because all your other books are under it is Owen Mullen, but this one is O J Mullen that's on the cover. Is is there any particular reason for that slight little change? That's just the publisher trying to make me look a bit more mysterious. <laughs> and also, it's a, new, it's a kind of a new genre, so they thought they would change the name a little bit as well. This is more, this is a psychological standalone thriller, and well, you've read it, so you know that. 
Um, so, so that's why that is. Yeah. Uh, that's, I always, I always kind of like to kind of find out why why those these little like little things happen because because as as I kind of uh, I read that it's it's all it's always interesting to kind of see where the, the kind of changes happen and why and why but that but that's definitely I caught that straight away that there was that little change to, to your name on there yeah. and like some of your other books it is set in Glasgow um which I'm sure is definitely going to appeal to some of our listeners with us being kind of slap bang in the middle of Glasgow and Edinburgh um uh. Do you uh, do you want to give us a wee bit of an overview of what the, the book's about for, for us? Okay, okay, Chris. Well, the book's called Three Sisters, and it wouldn't be given too much to wait to tell you that it's about these three sisters. <laughs> um, and it's set in Glasgow, and it's about an incident that happens six days before Christmas in Byers Road in the west end of the city. And what happens there affects all the characters. Now, these characters... Um, the three sisters and the other guys in the, in the pod, they're all on the journey that we're that everyone is on through life, and they have the the reactions and the, the baggage of the things that have happened to them in the past and the things that happened. They're all affected by this one incident in different yeah. in different ways, and uh, one of the characters in particular is still suffering from the, an overhang of not having accepted something fully mm-hmm. that's happened in her past. So she sees this incident and seizes on it um, to uh, vent. It's a, there's a psychological, unrelenting psychological uh, unraveling there for, for Alex, who's also the narrator of the book. Yeah. Um, so we follow the, pro, we follow the progress of all the protagonists. The other guy, the guy in the OS, he's got his own thing going on. He's a CEO of a, a big company that's undergoing change. They've got a big offer coming in from an American company. And this thing, have he's part of what happens. I'm not saying what happens because if, if you want to know what happens, you have to read the book, really. But yeah. it all stems from this one incident. Who they were before it happened and who they are afterwards are two different things, and that's really what the story is about. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if enjoy is really the, the correct word, but but I, I really like, um, like to, to see how what happens really kind of affects the certain major characters in particular like you say Alex and, and Lewis did you find that a challenge to kind of get that right do you think to kind of sort of well yes it? I did yes I did and it's always a challenge because you're not just writing one character or one series of events you're interacting everybody that they all have a, you have something happening and yet then almost like in another part of the forest this is happening what these things are related or they're soon to be related, uh, how they interact, how the sisters all react to each other, the three very different people, um, yeah. they all react differently to this event. Um, the, the, the guy, Lewis, he's got his own thing. So there is a balance to be found. Character development uh, is one of the things that I often get uh, praised for. Uh, the, yeah. the characters are pretty full, full of written, so they're kind of real people. So yeah. you've got to, got to get the reactions of what different real people would be to what happens to them. Yeah, I think that character development is very important because <clears throat> it makes it the kind of characters more real and and kind of yeah. more vivid in, in your mind as you're reading the book, and you can kind of really kind of relate to them and and uh, and get to know them really well, which I think is really really yeah. important as well. You've um, got to care about them, of course. Yeah, of course, that's a, that's a major thing, and I think that that kind of that helps with that, like having them kind of so well developed. Where did the inspiration for having um, this kind of close sister relationship at the start, as a start point for the book, 
um, with the well, three sisters come from? The idea for three sisters came from from the usual process, which is two cups of coffee, sit on the couch, what's up a chat? And then the original idea, it was two sisters, and they were being watched by a guy across in a, from a cabin in the other side of the wall. And there was a big twist in that, and we knocked that idea about for a while till we decided, no, 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 forget about all that. It's three sisters, and it's happening in Glasgow. And that, that, that from there, how it works from us is kind of organic, and maybe it's the same for everyone. You get one idea, maybe the the central idea, then you then you do something with it, and that inspires something else or offshoots of that. The story goes off; it doesn't go off by itself. You know, people, I hear writers say, "Oh, the story had a life of its own." No, 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 no. In my in my work, I am God, and I, I keep a tight hold. Because I've got to believe it. I can't if it's too fantastical. If I'm not invested in it in terms of its credibility, I can't write it. So I've got to keep um, keep uh, within bounds of reality. At the same time, you've got to have pace. You've got to have action. You've got to have a whole lot of things. The dialogue's got to be crisp, and all these things have got to be there. And those things don't just appear. They tend to be worked on, and you know quite a lot of stuff doesn't appear in the book. One book we wrote, um, we threw away the first 30,000 words. That's a third of a book. Wow. Uh, we just we just read it and said, no, that's going in the wrong direction, gone. Um, you've got to have that kind of critical, self-critic thing, or, or well, we didn't work for me anyway. So it all comes from the same process. Two cups of coffee, two people, a conversation, write some notes and see where it goes. Once you get there, have we managed to do some of that? If we have, now where does it go? The idea is you sometimes read a book and think, how in goodness did someone think this all up? And I think the answer, certainly for me, certainly for us, is, well, we didn't think it all up. We thought it up in stages and then yeah. normally there'll be a beginning and you'll know where you want to go at the end. Now, what you have to do is cover that pesky distance in between and make it exciting, believable and a good read. That's how yeah. it was. Yeah, and and that that I think probably is a big challenge, which you you, you do manage to do very well with this book as well. Thanks and, very much. Uh, one of the things that the the things that I was a lot surprised about with it was um, without trying to give too much away about what happens, but Lewis really kind of turns on quite a lot of his close friends at uh, once, and and kind and I was a little surprised how sure his, his relationship with them got so quickly as, as well. And uh, but I guess that's something that you probably wouldn't know how how you dealt with until you were kind of in the situation that Lewis ends ends up in. I guess. Well, without giving anything away, really, what happens traumatizes that guy. Yeah, and he, he's already in. Uh, his life is already in a state of flux. His business is, has got a big offer from an American company. He has a partner. They're not on the same page about what should happen to the company, although they previously had been. He's haunted with what happens in Byers Road. And, you know, he's, all his reactions are, are are affected by that. It's kind of off the rails for quite, quite a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah and, again, and when he returns to his roots, it's kind of kind of gets back to who, who he is and he gets some, although by that time, some things have been lost, some relationships have been fractured and things like that, they're not redeemable, yeah. uh, which is all part of the drama of the story. And of course, yeah. that's what happens in real life. Uh, when we're under pressure, we react differently to, to when we're having a great day. So, uh, yeah, 
in, in the end, uh, we worked harder on Lewis. In the end, I was quite pleased with what happened, what, how he turned out. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's another absolutely cracking thriller, like I say. And anyone who is um, listening to it definitely should pick it up when they get a chance to to read it. Um, but I, but I did want to find out a little bit about what you have been reading recently and what any recommendations that you might have for some of the listeners as well outside of your own books. So what okay. what kind of books are that you have been kind of reading recently and would really kind of recommend to anyone that might be listening? Well, uh, I I I've, I've I sometimes find myself reading lots and lots and lots of different things. Um, sometimes I read biographies, sometimes I read histories, and I, I never need a break from them. At the moment, in terms of fiction, I'm reading a book by, and I have a note of it here, a book by a woman called Anita Waller, and her book is called The Couple Across the Street, and that's, that's a good psychological thriller. I also, just a few weeks ago, I read uh, Death on Cromer Beach by a uh, Ross Greenwood, I enjoyed that too. So I tend to, as I said at the start, I wasn't joking. I'm, I'm not, I'm not complex. I like, <laughs> I like a good read, you know. And, and these two were certainly very, very good reads. Yeah, well, that, that's good. And if uh, if you want to check them out, have a look to see if um, I'm not sure if we have them in our library catalogue, but we could check that out later on and see if we can get them and and see if we can get them in if we don't have them already. Um, uh, finally, obviously you've got um, Three Sisters just coming out, but I wanted to also kind of find out what, what's the next big thing that's really going to happen with you. Have you got the next kind of book kind of germinating away in, in, the, in the plan already or anything like that? Have you got any exclusives always, for the podcast? I'm always, <laughs> I'm always germinating away, but I think you can get cream for that. Um, several ideas. At the moment, because Three Sisters is a bit of a departure for his OG and all that, I'm kind of taking a step back for a little while to see how how, we, how it goes, how it's received. I do have another idea along the, in the same kind of vein. We still have ideas for the Glass family. Start, I've already written about 10,000 words on the next Charlie Cameron book. So it's kind of wait and see at the moment. Yeah. Again, as I said earlier, um, it's, it's a big commitment to write a book. I, when, I, when I start on a book, I want to be sure that this is the book I'm going to stick with for the next four or five months, you know. So at the moment, I'm, I'm kind of holding holding fire. But the plenty yeah. of ideas there, no, no problem with that. And do you have much in way of um, promotional events or anything like that happening for to to support the launch of the Three Sisters? Uh, what happened or anything like that? I, I don't at the moment. I don't think I have at the moment. But um, the publishers got lots of things lined up for me, I believe. You know, yeah. I'm back to meeting the, meeting the CEO on Wednesday in Glasgow. So uh, she'll be no doubt talking about that. You know. <laughs> well, I hope the launch goes really well, uh, Owen, and you, it's, been fa- it's been fantastic talking to you. Um, and no doubt we'll probably see you in maybe one of our libraries again in the not too distant future, I'm sure. And any of our listeners should check out the th- uh, Three Sisters once it's released at the end of this month as well. It's definitely worth it. Thank you very much for that, Chris. Good to speak to you. And thanks for all the help you've been to me over time as well. Appreciate you're very, it. You're very, very welcome. Bye-bye. So thank you very much, Owen, for coming and joining us on the podcast. It was great to catch up with you and it was great to kind of discover a little bit more about how you go about your writing and things like that as well. 
I can see anyone who has enjoyed Owen's book, books in the past, or even if you haven't, do go and check out Three Sisters when it comes out at the end of this month. It is definitely worth a read for sure, and it's very, it's a captivating story, and you'll be drawn in super quick, and you'll be, love every single page that you, you get a chance to read of it. Um, for a little bit of sort of updates from the library service. I think we mentioned the last time in the podcast, but the three kind of main things that we've got going on at the moment is Let's Go Summer 2023 and the Summer Reading Challenge and also Capture North Latchard. So what are those things? Let's Go Summer is our summer activities programme and there's lots of great events going on and amongst that, the digital team have got some great events happening with uh, in partnership with Make It Happen to bring some coding events into the library, uh, libraries throughout summer and you can check out the listings on the culturenail.co.uk website to see exactly where you might be able to catch one of those and there's also lots of great craft events and story times and Lego challenges and things like that sort of stuff going on as part of Let's Go Summer. It's a great plan, it's a great set of events and all the library events involved in it are free to take part in so it's great to get kids involved in during summer holidays. Also another great kids activity to do throughout summer is Summer Reading Challenge and if you don't know what the Summer Reading Challenge is then it's simply a chance to encourage reading throughout summer for your children and the kids get encouraged to read six books throughout summer and every two books you get a little prize you get some stickers and if you manage to read all six books at the end of it you manage to get a medal and a certificate as well so what's not to love about that and you can sign up for that in your local library you simply go to the desk want to ask to sign up to the summer reading challenge and they'll give you the little kit that you need to get started and you can record what books you've read how well what you thought of them that kind of stuff in that and also collect your stickers in that as well so it's a great little scheme to get involved in and it encourages reading for pleasure throughout the summer months which is a fantastic thing for the kids to get involved in too but that's not all we've got because we do have something for the adults to get involved in and the kids if they want as well if they uh, if they happen to be into this too we are doing a photography competition at the moment and we are going to create the best photos from that into an ebook and launch that on borrowbox or e-library app on World Photography Day later in August. So you've still got time to get involved in that and hopefully the weather will pick up a little bit because it has been a little bit wet, which doesn't necessarily make for the best photos. And But you never know, you could get some kind of nice sort of wet photo out there somewhere and get that sent into us. But as we have had some fantastic entries to that already, and I think it's going to really showcase some of the really interesting and beautiful spots all around North Lancashire, which of which there are many, and there is going to be a really nice little ebook in the end, at the end of that as well, and everyone will be able to download that on Borbox to see it whenever it's released on World Photography Day later in the year. Now, as I said, this is the last episode of our current run of the main podcast, um, but we will be back very soon. We're taking a short break from that, and we'll be back with season eight. I can't believe we've already reached season eight. Bees books will continue throughout that as well, though, and so there will be another episode from that next week, and also during the time that we're away as well. So do watch out for those and catch Jenny and Parry and their book recommendations and see what genres and what um, themes uh, Bees books 
be uh, suggest to them to take part in and see if they can match the challenge that B sets them. Um, if you don't know who B is, go and check out one of the B's books edition episodes to find out more about that. That's all for for us just now, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. And if you have done so, then you can leave us some feedback on Twitter using hashtag hashtag FLB podcast. Or you can drop us a little email to librarypodcast at northland.gov.uk. And I will see you again soon with more episodes in season eight. Bye for now, guys.